Welcome to Simple Pleasures, a podcast about finding the joy in the everyday. Each month, I'll be sharing the little things that make me feel good, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. Let's make our everydays the most joyful of all. Welcome back to season two of Simple Pleasures. I'm so happy that you're here. For any new listeners, this podcast is all about finding contentment where you are rather than always having to strive for the next best thing. I wanted to open this season with a slightly different format. I put out a question box on Instagram recently asking what you wanted to know about Simple Pleasures. So hopefully I'll be able to answer all your burning questions in this episode. I really hope this gives you a chance to get to know me a bit better and what Simple Pleasures is all about. I don't know about you, but I listen to most of my podcasts while doing errands, whether that's cleaning my flat or doing my food shop, and I feel like this episode will be perfect to keep you company in your everyday. So thanks for listening and let's get going. So the first question is, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself outside of Simple Pleasures? I thought this would be a good one to kick things off. And I could sit here and tell you all the usual things. So I'm 32. I live in Manchester. I'm currently working in cultural sector comms and marketing. But they aren't really the interesting bits. I think it's probably more revealing to tell you that I am never happier than when I'm near the seaside. I lived in Brighton for most of my early 20s and when I need a moment of calm, I'll still close my eyes and pretend I'm sitting on Hove beachfront. I really struggle to stay inside if it's nice out and when I'm working from home, I have to leave my house every couple of hours or I get cabin fever. I can often be found on a walk in my local park or in an even bigger walk in the peaks. I'm queer and I'd say it's taken me up until my 30s to really get comfortable in my own skin and find a sense of queer community I felt I belonged in and I am so grateful to Manchester for giving me that. I've always loved making things. When I was growing up, I asked for a toolbox for my birthday so I could make these weird wooden sculptures in our garage. And even now, I tend to have at least two creative projects on the go at any given time. I feel most at home in water, and if I can swim somewhere, I probably will. (laughs) One of my favourite summers was in 2019, when I lived round the corner from Amsterdam's forest, and I swam in the lake there on most days, sometimes twice a day. I get really stressed trying to get printers to work (laughs) and it's the only object I've ever thrown at the ground in frustration whilst trying to finish my dissertation. (laughs) I learnt to drive at 19, I then didn't drive for 11 years, learnt again at 31, bought a car, was too scared to drive it and sold it a year later and still my most common nightmare is that I'm driving and accidentally run someone over. I have a low-key addiction to McDonald's and my ultimate treat is to have it on a sunny day while sitting in the park. And lastly, hopefully you'll know this as a listener to the pod, but I'm really big on the little things and creating a life that feels good to live in. (laughs) I hope that's given you a little bit more insight into who I am. How do you balance finding joy 
but not joy washing or always searching for a silver lining. Firstly, I loved this question and it's something I wanted to be really mindful of when I first started this podcast, which is why I felt it important to me to share how simple pleasures began from depression and my estrangement as a way to root the podcast in authenticity. When I started, I found the only way for simple pleasures to work as a practice in my life was if I was truthful with myself about it. That meant being honest about how I was feeling and giving it the space and care it deserved. It's why I could start this practice amid depression because I could show up as myself and that meant saying that on some days I couldn't find any joy. Nowadays, whilst I feel much more content in my day-to-day life, there's still a lot of grief and pain I'm continuing to understand and manage. Next episode is actually all about grief and how I understand it as a sister to my joy. And I think that's what keeps simple pleasures grounded and helps me not to joy wash. The idea that joy doesn't have to exist as the only primary emotion, that it can coexist with grief. In this way, they don't have to compete meaning joy doesn't have to wash over the other trickier or less pleasant emotions, which is still something I actively work on every day. It's a delicate balance to try and be open to the joy in your life without ignoring or minimising what else is going on. But I found that understanding that emotions don't have to be binary has opened up my outlook of simple pleasures. As a practice that is there to help me recognise the things that feel good, as opposed to a practice that seeks out to make my whole life feel good and ignore the bits that don't. In terms of the podcast, it means sharing those bad bits along with the day-to-day joy too. And I want this to be a space where you can turn up as you are. And to do that, it means I need to do the same. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start but doesn't know where to begin or how? Love this. Firstly, I'd say just by asking the question, you've started, so welcome. (laughs) I think the most important thing to remember when you're starting out is that it's your practice. So there's no one size fits all or perfect way to do it. So I hope that gives you a bit more breathing space as you begin. Personally, I found it took a couple of months to really tune in to what felt good or joyful in my day to day. And the practice at that point was simply about noticing. Like any new routine, what helped this was consistency and setting aside a time every evening to think about my day and dig into what felt good. I found setting an alarm on my phone a useful physical reminder to carve out 15 minutes each day to do this. And that helped me turn up and tune in even on the days where I didn't really feel like it. I'll also echo what I said earlier about being open and honest with yourself. You don't have to share your simple pleasures, so try not to self-censor. This podcast and my Instagram is the public side to a very personal practice, lots of which doesn't and won't ever get shared online. So try to give yourself permission to truly tap into your everyday joy without worrying or thinking about what other people might think. If you want a bit more guidance on where to begin, then check out the episode in season one about how to invite more joy into your life. 
It breaks the practice down into five steps and has some tips like using your senses as a guide that will hopefully help you get going. It really is a practice. The more you do it in a way that works for you, the easier it will become. And keep me posted on how you get on. I feel quite isolated and lonely. How have you adapted simple pleasures when you felt like this? I really felt this one and I just want to send you so much love. I've got an episode talking about loneliness coming up later in season two, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. It's something I want to talk about because loneliness itself is such an isolating feeling, which is frustrating because it's an emotion we all feel at different points in our lives. I spent the majority of my 20s single, a bit by choice but a lot by circumstance, and whilst there was a freedom there, I was also really lonely at points. It hit me especially hard on the weekends, which I would often spend alone. Although I knew it wasn't true, it felt like everyone around me had either a partner or a really close-knit group of friends that lived nearby, whereas I felt I had neither. It didn't help that I was also managing family estrangement and big upheavals during this, which I know that the loneliness fed on. What helped me during this period was tuning into myself and using this time to explore what I liked doing, focusing on small, everyday things that I could still achieve. Huge caveat here, (laughs) that I appreciate this is so much easier said than done, but by starting to do things on my own, I realised that I could still experience so much joy and enjoy this moment of life that I was in. I moved to Brighton right after I graduated and I only knew a handful of people in the city. This meant that I had to get comfortable doing things on my own that I was used to doing with other people. Initially, it felt really uncomfortable and I was so self-conscious, but over time it felt easier. It led me to feel confident and content in my own company, which didn't eliminate the loneliness, but made me realise that the joy in my life wasn't always dependent on others, but it was always dependent on me. (laughs) My simple pleasures from that time were very similar to my simple pleasures now. Taking myself out to a cafe to write, carving out an evening to paint in my living room, going for a long walk at the end of a day, and countless cups of tea in bed. When I'm feeling lonely, I use simple pleasures as a way to give myself extra care, and if I feel able to, to use it as a way to find connection with others. Small actions, like not wearing my headphones to the park, so I can share a passing comment with someone or even have a chat, can go a long way in feeling connected to your environment and those around you. Perhaps think about the small everyday actions you feel you can do that would help you feel connected and cared for. That might be scheduling in a phone call or voice note with a friend on a regular basis or finding ways to be around people in a passive way. For example, as someone that lives alone, I find a huge difference to my mental health if instead of reading inside on my flat on my own or working on my own, I go to a cafe. So I'm still enjoying my time to myself with the comfort of other people around me. It helps me feel connected to others even when I'm not in the mood to socialise. It could be popping on a cosy chatty podcast in the background when you're in your home or tuning into your favourite radio station. 
Over the years, I've found live radio to be a real saviour. Hearing people chat away, even if you're only half listening, reminds me that other people are out there and helps me get out of my own head. There's an episode in season one all about simple pleasures when you need extra care, which might help with more ideas about ways you can give yourself the care you need when things feel a little more challenging. And lastly, a small thing but hopefully helpful. I've found that when I've said to friends or people I trust that I'm lonely, I've been amazed at how many people have said that they are too. Loneliness wants to isolate us and makes us feel like we're the only ones that feel like this. But you're not. And it's something that the people you love can help you carry. You've mentioned your depression. Could you elaborate a bit more on how simple pleasures worked after the depression, but before you started to feel significantly better? What was it like in the in-between? So for a bit of context here, if you're new, in 2016, I suffered from depression after estranging myself from my family. The year that followed was really, really dark, difficult and just filled with grief. And it was from this place that Simple Pleasures came to light. I'd say that in between years, between feeling awful and feeling good, were 2018 to 2020. It was during this time where I made some really big life changes, which meant I was using Simple Pleasures as a way to help myself feel grounded as I undertook a series of some good and some bad upheavals. At that time, I'd been able to make a big change where I moved countries, started studying again, and I worked part-time in a low-stress retail job. I think it's fair to say that without those changes, I would have really struggled to come out of the depression and rebalance myself in the way I did. And I just want to take a moment to recognise the privilege I had in being able to do that. 2018 to 2019 was a real reset year for me. And simple pleasures played a huge part in that. I had the freedom in being away from my full-time nine-to-five to prioritise my joy in a way that I hadn't before. And the physical change in my surroundings gave me the fresh start I needed. Saying that, the year wasn't without its challenges. I struggled to make ends meet financially and was really stuck in survival mode. I was also still processing what had happened and I felt this deep loss alongside the joy. Which is where focusing on those daily, everyday joys came into play. They really kept me grounded and connected to myself during a time where I felt dangerously untethered. It forced me to focus on my senses. What did I eat that day that was delicious? What did I see that made me smile? What music did I listen to that felt like it was made for me? And it reconnected me to my body and got me out of my brain, which during that time wasn't always the best place to be. When I moved back to the UK in 2019, I felt even more unsettled. It was actually committing to this daily practice that helped me feel a hope for the future. I was back in full-time employment, but I was struggling with this change alongside being in a job that didn't feel right and living in a city that was lovely but didn't feel right for me. But I still had these pockets of daily joy. And I think looking back, being able to tap into this practice gave me the hope I needed to make changes that ultimately led me to feeling good. I mentioned this in a previous question, but the thing that really helped me feel the benefits of simple pleasures 
was doing it consistently, even if I couldn't always feel the benefits in the in-between years. Keeping up the daily practice has helped me enormously in the long run, and I feel like I'm still reaping the rewards of maintaining it, even in the years when the joy was harder to find. Is it always easy? (laughs) The simple answer, no. The longer answer, no. (laughs) I like to call simple pleasures a practice because it's just that. It's something I work at every day. Some days it's easier to turn up and notice the joy in my life, and some days it's really hard to find. What helps though is consistency. It's part of my routine, and I do my best to show up even when it feels really tough. What also helps is not having a hierarchy in terms of what everyday joys count more than others. I try to value the more stripped back simple pleasures just as much as the shinier ones. So for instance, showing up on a tougher day looks like finding an appreciation and pleasure in a warm shower or caring for my skin by using products that make me feel good. On a really tough day, it looks like an appreciation for simply being here, for my flat and the space to turn up as I am and the ability to start afresh again tomorrow. I try not to put pressure on myself to find the most exciting or aesthetically pleasing simple pleasures, but focusing instead on what feels good. And I think in doing that, it also helps me kind of feel authentic about my practice, which in turn helps me to turn up as I am on the great days, the bad days and all those in between. So easy? No. Worth it? Yes. I'm curious as to how you understand joy within the context of what's happening in the world and if and why you find joy matters in this. Brilliant question. Why does joy matter? I can only speak for myself here, but I find joy, and specifically being attuned to my joy, is a hugely useful tool in allowing me to support those around me. In other words, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And for me, focusing on the everyday joy in my life helps me keep my cup full. There's loads of content out there about joy as a form of resistance. Personally, I found the work of Sophie Cliff, otherwise known as the Joyful Coach, a real inspiration in this field. I was lucky enough to work with Sophie back in 2020, and her book Choose Joy is a great place to start to explore more about the powerful impact joy can have. Similarly, the climate activist Michaela Loach has spoken extensively about the necessity of joy within activism, including in her book It's Not That Radical, Climate Action to Transform Our World, which helped me frame my practice not only as a useful tool in my personal life, but of value to the positive impact I want to have on my community and beyond. Personally, I find Simple Pleasures helps me to show up and support my friends and those around me in more meaningful ways. It truly makes me a better person. I find I'm calmer, more open and grounded when I'm practicing regularly and have more capacity to help others as a result. It helps me gain perspective on what matters and focuses my attention on how I can show up as needed for others. It also gives me a huge sense of hope and drive to keep going to believe that positive change can happen and that my small part in that matters. 
Sometimes I find it really overwhelming to know where to start to make a positive change and advocate for a better world. What's helped me is to focus on my community and finding small ways I can make a difference. For me, that's been about finding practical ways to connect with others, like volunteering with my local older neighbours, something I started doing when I first moved to Manchester and I look forward to each month. It's easy to write off conversation and company as something that doesn't make a difference, but in my three years with Manchester Cares, I've discovered just how impactful having a chat and spending time together can be. Taking the pressure off myself and doing what I can with what I have helps keep my overwhelm in check and simple pleasures and the hope and drive that gives me is essential in giving myself the capacity to do that. If you had to pick just one, what's your favourite simple pleasure? So tough, but a good one to end things on. I'm going to be cheeky and combine a couple in one. Sitting in the park, in the sunshine, with a brew, reading a book. Some of my best memories are of doing exactly this. In Brighton, in Amsterdam, in Manchester. I love the sense of peace and of being connected to my community via this shared space. There's one particular memory I'm thinking of from last summer. It must have been August 2022. And I just learned that I would need to move out of my flat in Salford, which I wasn't expecting, and I felt really sad and unsettled. I took myself to the park around the corner from me, Peel Park, which is this beautiful public park near the university in Salford. I made myself a cup of tea and I took it in a thermos. My favourite bench was free, which looks out onto four colourful flower beds and catches the last of the afternoon sunshine perfectly. I was reading David Hockney's Spring Cannot Be Cancelled, where he discusses painting and creating work in lockdown, and it was so inspiring. And after half an hour or so, I felt this huge sense of calm wash over me. In that moment, I knew that wherever I ended up living in the next few months, I'd find a way to make it work, and to make my way to a park, to read in the sunshine with a brew, just like now. A simple, almost mediocre act turned my day around and reminded me about what matters to me, which is creating a life abundant with everyday joy and contentment for myself and for those around me. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode and it's made you excited for what season two is going to bring. Like last season, there will be a new episode fortnightly on a Thursday So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so it's waiting for you and you never miss one. If you don't already, follow the pod on Instagram at It's The Simple Pleasures for daily doses of everyday joy and to reach out and connect. One of my favourite things about opening up my practice has been the community it's created and I'd love to hear how you're getting on with yours. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more simple pleasures before the next episode, then you can find me on Instagram at It's The Simple Pleasures, where I share my day-to-day, everyday joys, from hot, buttery toast to having a chat in the supermarket. Hope to see you there. Until next time.